Hey, it's Kim Commando today, your daily podcast to keep you up to date with all things digital and beyond. And I'd love to have you be a part of our podcast. You can make an appointment to speak with me. Just head over to commando.com and on the top right, there's a button that says email Kim, fill that out and that's it. I always like to start with something interesting and this falls into that category. We're gonna talk about Kanye West, AKA Yee. He's fallen apart in hard times. He lost his wife, He went on that racist tirade and drop it like it's a hot cake. CAA, his powerful talent agency, he's gone. Balenciaga, Adidas, uh, his friends, his family, his law firm, even his bank, JP Morgan Chase, handled billions of Yeezy dollars. They're saying now Yee is toxic. So Forbes reported last week that Kanye West was no longer on the list of billionaires, and he has a new estimated worth of $400 million. How will he survive? So guess what happened next? There are campaigns on GoFundMe. <laughs> what a world. Uh, make Kanye a billionaire again. Kid you not. Uh, luckily, they're not getting any traction, and some of these GoFundMes have been taken down. And I know what you're thinking. Ye have little faith. And on that happy note, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another hour of America's greatest show about all things digital. That's right. It's called The Kim Commando Show because I'm America's digital pro, Kim Commando. And you can find us on over 425 top stations across the United States. And we're streaming in your favorite radio app. And you can find us streaming as a podcast, as a webcast, 24-7, three months of archives. You get 30 days free. And after that, we have discounts for seniors, military, and service members over at getkim.com. It's just a few bucks a month. That's getkim.com. All right. This is part of the show where I like to talk about future tech, things that are coming down and the pike, and it may not necessarily be here in the next week or so, but it is something that you need to be aware of, how tech is changing. And there's been a lot of talk about future tech on the web about artificial intelligence, art, and image generators. I mean, ask the computer to draw you a picture of a whale in the Arizona desert, or just a beautiful Arizona desert, whatever it may be, and you can see what it comes up with. Now, artists don't like this at all, and the sites that license photos and images and videos, they're trying to figure out how do we get a handle on all this. But right now, coming new is AI-powered music. Vocals, to be exact. You type up the words that you want the AI to sing based on somebody else's voice. It's a lot like deep faking. And I was fortunate enough to hear some AI-generated music myself this past week. And so I grabbed the track. And I'm going to play you two tracks off of it. I want you to listen very, very closely. It's the AI cover of Dolly Parton's hit, Jolene. Here, take a listen to the first part. Okay, now as you listen to it, there's no depth. It's, there's no real highs, there's no lows. The AI certainly doesn't sing with the passion that Dolly Parton does, right? So now listen to another part of the song. Sounds the same, right? It's, that's AI-generated tune. AI-generated tune. Okay, it needs to be more than that if it was anything than just a novelty. But it, it is interesting when you listen to the song, you hear the AI take breaths. Like, what was that? Yes, you actually hear like the AI doing that. I don't know. They need to be working longer than nine to five on this.
Uh, number two uh, on our list of future techs, you have these jobs. Watch out because AI may be taking your place. You start with number one, doctors. That's right. Not only will they be able to have more sterile instruments, is that AI and robotics is now going to be taking more of the medical field. We already have robotic surgeries, but more is coming. Number two on this list is soldiers. If you haven't seen what Boston Dynamics is doing, just search for it on YouTube. It's phenomenal. Uh, three on our list is bus, taxi, and 18-wheeler drivers. 98% chance that the future of that industry is going to be totally automated. Uh, number four, proofreaders and editors. Talking about tools that are already built into Microsoft Word and Google Docs and Grammarly. That's why, I mean, every single day I've been playing uh, the spelling bee game on the New York Times. Why? Just because I feel like I'm losing my ability to spell because everything's so autocorrect. Uh, five on this list that I found are security guards. Uh, cameras and AI tech, this is be taken over that. But I was pretty happy about this, that we don't have any uh, national radio talk show hosts and podcasters, right? Uh, let's see. Number three in our five things of future tech is that there is now soon tech that will let us speak to our dead relatives. Yes, you heard me correct. Uh, Amazon recently showed a video in which Alexa reads to a child in the voice of the child's recently deceased grandmother. Now, the VP showing off the tech said that Amazon is trying to make Alexa smarter and AI can't eliminate the pain of loss, but it can make the memories last. Thanks. Well, now there's a company in California called Hereafter AI. They need four hours of conversations with an interviewer where you talk about your life and all of your memories. And then to keep the AI voice of your deceased relatives alive, it's going to cost you $108 a year after initially paying all the money to capture the interviews. And then you can have a full conversation with your loved one about anything. Again, the person has died, but you can still do that. Uh, in case you're interested, it's a really long read. I'm going to forewarn you, but I did read it. It's, a, it's at the MIT Technology Review. And I think I'm going to do a podcast about this with the researchers as well. But in case you want to look at it, again, there's a full story. Give yourself 20 minutes to read it. Uh, number four on our list of future tech is Amazon wants more of your data. Yes, they do. You might have Alexa on your kitchen counter, but Amazon is going to be releasing a smart refrigerator. And inside it has tech that will tell you exactly what you're eating, what you're not eating. Um, it'll order the groceries automatically, have the groceries delivered for you on a regular basis, subscription-based services. And they're also going to uh, send some push notifications in case the uh, food is getting kind of moldy. Moldy. You might be thinking of that as a spoiler alert. And finally, number five, yes, say goodbye to messy burritos. Future tech, we're going to have a new world where burritos stay in burritos. They're calling it Tasty Tape, edible sticky tape designed to hold a burrito together while it's being eaten. There's, they're not going to say quite yet until they get the patent of what's inside this Tasty Tape, but they say it's common food and dietary additives. Now, any Mexican grandmother will tell you that if you have an issue, you just should fold the burrito the right way and then just use a tiny bit of water and flour and mix it like glue and it'll keep that burrito shut. But in the future, we're going to have Tasty Tape for our burritos. I mean, I I love burritos. I could taco about them all day long. All right, coming up, we have all of your great phone calls and in just a few moments, a free tool to block the trolls on the web here on the Kim Commando Show.
All right, let's get started with your phone calls. Linda in Breckenridge, Colorado. That is such a beautiful part of the country, Linda. I love Breckenridge. Thank you. Yes, uh, so do I. And thank you for taking my call. So what's going on? How can I help you out? Okay, um, my question is, um, I have just installed a Starlink satellite um, actually three months ago on my roof. And um, I am looking for a cost-effective backup plan in case the Starlink doesn't function. I live, um, to set the stage here, I live at 10,500 feet. I am in the central Rockies, um, nestled in amongst 13,000 and 14,000-foot peaks. Um, I am connectivity challenged. I am weather challenged. (laughs) <laughs> and I am off-grid occasionally. The electricity will go down. I have uh, backup uh, generators to uh, keep myself going. Um, I have um, I, I have a uh, cell phone. However, it doesn't work here. I'm in a dead zone. Even though my uh, provider says that it's got full coverage, it does not. It's very sketchy through these mountains. So as far as backups for me... Um, in case this uh, the antenna does go down, I, it's not uncommon for me to have four feet of snow on my roof um, through the winter and 60 mile an hour. Wow. So. Gosh, Linda, you are, you know what, you are a mountain mama. You are. That's amazing. <laughs> that is great. Been up here a long time, but um, I, I was on a, uh, I haven't quite pulled the plug with my, ISP. Um, I was uh, on Viasat Exceed for quite a number of years, but it's it's quite limited. And now mm-hmm. that I have my Starlink, um, a whole new world of, of of internet speeds and streaming and opportunities. Um, okay. Arrived. So so all this said, you are looking for if Starlink goes down, that you'd right. still be able to get out. If okay. it can't handle that snow load, and it, our roof, we have high roof lines. We're at, uh, probably two and a half stories up. So wow. if we have an issue, we're going to be um, mountain climbing okay. to get up there. Yeah, and, you know, and there's, there's not a lot you can do at that point. I mean, seriously. You know, if, the, if Starlink goes down because of the snow and the mountains and things, that's where you have to go to your next local common denominator, and that would be... Um, for you to uh, to have a cell phone booster to see if you could be able to get maybe grab some more of those signals that your provider says that you should have but you don't have. And so there's a company called WeBoost, and um, with your situation, you can go with an indoor antenna, but I would actually recommend an outdoor antenna uh, because the outdoor antenna, if you mount it on the roof or mount it where maybe there's not going to be four feet of snow at some point. I mean, maybe it's. If you, do you have a heated roof by any means, any part? No, it's not heated. And um, do I have to, is this a peer-to-peer type of arrangement? Um, I guess you could say that. What you're going to do, you're going to put the antenna and you're going to try to grab the nearest signal you're near you or triangulation. Okay. And then from that antenna, then we're going to bring the, the there's just a little cord that goes inside with another little antenna, and then that will boost it inside the house. So you have an indoor or you have an outdoor antenna. Um, and again, the co- name of the company is called WeBoost. I'm going to send you links to both the indoor and the outdoor antenna. But, wow, you are amazing, Linda, to be living like that off the grid and 
in those beautiful mountains. I, um, I'm, I really admire you for doing that. That's really incredible. Uh, so, Janeway, check out these WeBoost antennas. Another thing that was just crossing my mind is I don't know if you want to take a look at it, something called a spot satellite. And it's a device that runs, again, off a satellite, but it may be easier to hold it because you'd actually have it in your hand and you can hit a button. And so just in case you ever needed emergency contacts or you needed somebody to actually come to your house to help you, is that you, and it's really used for hikers, really, but you're a hiker. You're at 10,800 feet in Breckenridge, Colorado. That if you ever needed something in the middle of a storm or something, you could hit that button and then it would contact the local authorities. And again, that's made by Spot. It's called the Spot Satellite. Uh, we'll send you some links to those reboost outdoor and indoor antennas that were there on Amazon. If you need any other help, I'm here for you. Just give us a call back. All right. Next up, we have Bob in Detroit, Michigan. Hello there, Bob. So the reason I'm calling is I was listening to one of your podcasts, and you talked about when backing up files from your PC to an external hard drive, that there was a software program that would compare the data from the hard drive on the PC to the external hard drive to make sure you copied everything. And I didn't get a chance to write that program down. And none of the, I don't know what that software was. And then um, what do you use? Where are you backing this up? Uh, uh, to an external hard drive, a sand disk, one terabyte external hard drive. Oh, I have one of those. Did you get yours at Costco? I got mine at Costco. <laughs> so. I did. I, that's exactly where I got it from. <laughs> <laughs> See, I knew that. I, and I even got one for my sister because, you know, super affordable. I think, what was it, like 100 bucks or something like that? Yes, really and you know what price. I like about it is I can back up all my files from the PC to this external hard drive, and then I can plug it into my iPad or my iPhone and look at the data there. Yeah, it is. It's a, it's a, isn't it so amazing how far technology has come? In a relatively short time, I mean, yeah. it used to be you'd have these big, massive, wonking hard drives, and they were 256 megs or 250 megs, right? And you're like, "Whoa, that's huge!" And now you're like, "I got like in my hand, I'm holding one terabyte that I bought for 100 bucks. Ridiculous." Yeah. Um, the thing about you know the SanDisk the stream or any type of hard drive backup, that's okay, but it shouldn't be your primary backup because if that bad boy dies, so does all your data. I actually so, back up to the cloud, too. I back up to Carbonite, and then I have oh, two uh, SanDisk one terabytes that I put the data on just in case one fails. I got the other one as a backup, and I got Carbonite as another backup. All right. So you're, so you're, you're really looking for a program that will, com will compare the, the backup file, the file that you back up to make sure that everything got there. Yes. There is a checksum tool in the Windows App Store. It's called Checksum. Okay. So you can get that, and that'll compare uh, the files that you're dragging over to make sure that you got everything. But you really should be using the built-in Windows um, backup utility because I think that would be really the best way because you already got everything going on in the cloud and everything. So, But try to use the Windows 11 backup utility, Bob. And, How do I um, access I'm, that? It's funny you should ask because this is a one-stop shop is that <laughs> – um, I'm going to put you on hold. And you spoke to Amber. Amber's going to shoot you over a link right now over on how you can use the Windows backup utility. How's that sound? That sounds fantastic. Thank you so much. Oh, you betcha. And thanks for the podcast. Thanks for listening. Tell all your family members and friends, too. We can, we can always use some more listeners to our podcasts and shows. 
Now, when you're talking about backups, I want you to remember the three, two, one rule. You want to keep three copies of your data on two different devices and mediums with one off-site storage location. So again, it's the three, two, one rule. Three copies of your data, two different devices or mediums, and one off-site storage solution. All right, what if there's a site that you like to visit, but you don't like to see the comments? Well, there's a free tool that works in all major browsers. It automatically blocks the comments from loading at the websites. It's appropriately called Shut Up, and it works with Chrome, Firefox, and Safari. Hey, stay right where you are. We have a great tip about your website, some free tests and tools that you should be using with it, as well as more of your phone calls here on The Kim Commando Show. Hey, later on this hour, if let's see if you can pass a security test. And in just a few moments, if you have a website, I'm going to tell you how you should run it through some free online test to make sure it's in tip-top shape. All right, this is part of the show where we like to bring on Allie Seligman. She's our amazing content queen over at commando.com. And you are truly amazing. The traffic to the website, Allie, bravo, so huge. Every single month, we're breaking records. Congratulations. Thank you, Kim. All right, so you were telling me a story that you were having a little bit of an issue. <laughs> we could say that, yes. This is going to be... You're going on You're going on offer up just a little too little much. A little too much. Right? And did you make any big purchases? Nothing huge. I did buy a really nice dining table that I think I got for like half of what it would have cost if I went to Crate and Barrel and bought it. So love that. That was a good one. And yeah, and then there's also Facebook Marketplace. Do you go there at all? Or I stay no? away from all things Facebook. I just can't bring myself to uh, even log into Facebook these days. So no, I don't do Facebook Marketplace. I'm yeah. I'm stri strictly an offer up gal. But I know a lot of people who use one. They use lots of them, right? Now with offer up, uh, is it's it's primarily local? Because I don't really use it. I mean, I've gone on to look, but I don't really you know I don't. You buy can do both. Like that. So yeah, but it's. So it's local or or they will ship it, mail yep, it to you? you can do it that way too. So you can filter the results based on what you want to see. Or if you're selling something, you can add the shipping to it. If you do more than just local, they do take a cut of it. So that's that's how they make their money. But uh -huh. yep, you can do both on that one. They have to do it some way. All right, so talk to us about OfferUp. Well, I was thinking about, you know, there are a few ways that you can get yourself in trouble with these apps. We all think about the scary stories, right? Think about years past, all the warnings about Craigslist. Don't use Craigslist, you're going to get Craigslist. murdered, which, yeah, actually happened. Uh, and so we do have to be careful. I'm going to start this with a little do as I say, not as I do story. Uh, <laughs> and now I am doing differently, right? So sometimes you're selling something that it's just impractical to leave your house, to take it away. And so you think, you know what, it's fine. Somebody else is here with me. I'm just going to sell it at home. So I was selling filing cabinet, pain to move, pain to get out of the house, didn't want to meet somebody in a parking lot. And so I thought, it's going to be fine. I will just sell it here at my house. Somebody messaged me, said, hey, I want to buy that. Okay, awesome. He lived nearby. I said, all right, let me know when you're on your way. And I sent my address. Now, fast forward, this guy never shows up. And I spend probably the next three days in a panic about, oh my gosh, is this guy going to show up and kill us? Is he going to rob us? What is going to happen? So my first piece of advice, because I do know, yes, people sell things at their home. If you're going to do this, yeah, wait until you have confirmation that the person is on their way. Don't send your address until then. And don't send it through a text or some other medium. 
because you can go in and block people on OfferUp or Facebook Marketplace, whatever. And if they haven't taken a screenshot of it, you know, it does delete all your message history. The best thing you really can do, though, is meet somewhere else. Um, there is a website I found that is really awesome. It's safetradestations.com. And we're going to post about this on commander.com so you can get the link. But these are all the participating police stations that have places where you can go. You know, it's, yeah, yeah. there's... Yeah, that's so Cameras, smart. it's well lit. Uh, they even list what hours the parking lot is lit, so you make sure you don't go there when it's dark. And this stuff is really important. Uh, in Chicago, over the summer, there was a string of 19 robberies. It was all the same people. They would find someone trying to buy a motorcycle or an ATV on OfferUp and Facebook Marketplace. The people would show up to buy it, all this cash in hand, right? There was nothing for sale. Right. It was just people who were there with a gun to rob them and take all their money. Yeah, pretty scary stuff. So go somewhere well lit. This site is great for finding a place that, you know, you know that there are going to be cameras, there's going to be someone watching. And it's always good to bring someone with you. You know, don't go by yourself, especially if you're doing some or if you're buying or selling something that's expensive, um, electronics, a car, a motorcycle, anything like that. One of the things that always shocks me on OfferUp especially is when you see someone's profile it's their full name, it's their picture, it's where they live. And my mind immediately yeah. goes to, oh my gosh, that is so creepy. That is so unsafe. Okay, so now tell me, you didn't use your real name on your profile. No, no, I don't have my, no, I don't okay, have my good, real good. name. I don't have a picture of me. And one day I was on there scrolling and I got curious, okay, how easy is it to find somebody? And so I find this woman, uh, said she lives in Scottsdale, Arizona, saw her name, and I searched for her. Within two seconds, I'm on this lady's LinkedIn profile. Boom. Yeah. Wow. And, you know, she used a really similar picture, so I knew it was her. And imagine, right, if I was some creep, now I can get to this lady's house and I know who she is. So that's a little too creepy for me. Uh, I would say if you're going to use your first name, okay, don't post your last name on there. You're probably better off using something like your middle name or another name that you go by. Or I love dogs. There you go. I love I, I love. I love a text from the shepherds. <laughs> <How about> that? <laughs> yeah, make a picture of your dog, your profile picture. You don't need to put your face on these things. Um, and you can't always trust that little verified thing. You know, it's on OfferUp, it's on LetGo, it's on all these apps that says a verified profile. Well, LetGo has a lawsuit going Whatever. right now because in 2020, somebody with a verified profile killed a couple who was selling something. Yeah, so... You know, you can't always trust those. So I would say for your own profile, keep it low key. Don't have your name. Don't have your photo. Don't let creeps know who you are. And then, of course, there's money, right? All the money scams that we hear about all the time, people losing money. And it really happens through apps. If you were just dealing in cash, okay, that's safe. And that's my rule of thumb. Only pay cash for this stuff because yeah, that's, that's the moment someone says Zelle to you, you should say, nope, I don't want that. Now, Zelle is that app that's connected to your bank. And the reason we don't like Zelle for things like this is because if someone scams you out of money, you are not getting it back. Um, you're really not. There's nothing you can do. I found a story from CBS News. They talked to this guy in New Jersey. He was buying uh, concert tickets from somebody. He was buying them through one of these, you know, um, selling platforms. Sent the guy 600 bucks because he had a verified account. They had worked out all the details. It seemed legit. The tickets never showed up. So it can happen just in, in a way like that, where it's as simple as you send the money, you don't get anything. 
But there are also trickier scams. So say you're the one selling something and someone sends you the money through Zelle, but oops, I sent you too much. Can you just send me some back? Yes. Send me yeah, that, that's that's a huge it, scam because it sounds it just sounds so legit, doesn't it? Oh, well, oh, I, I'm so sorry. I, I thought it was one hundred and fifty dollars, not fifteen dollars. Oops, right? I put an extra zero no. or yeah. yeah, yeah. And what happens is that initial transaction that they sent is never actually going to go through. Sometimes they're paying with an e-check that bounces. You know, there are different ways to do it, but it's called an overpayment scam. Essentially, they give you too much. And then what you send back is real money. You send them the money, but you're never going to get the initial transaction that they sent you. So you're just out that that cash. So, you know, it's interesting. It's like this whole subculture of people buying and selling things, you know, things that they don't want, things that they do want. And then, of course, the, the benefit is, is that you save a ton of money and you don't have to pay sales tax, There you right? go, yeah. And sometimes it's just to get junk out of your house. I have sold things on OfferUp that I'm not really even trying to get a bunch of money for it. You know, things for five or 10 bucks. It's almost like a garage sale, you know, but you don't have to deal with having a garage That's sale. <laughs> that is true. You know, and probably a lot of us can declutter. I, I mean, I, when we moved out of our house, that you know, the house that we lived in for, what, 17, 18 years, Oh my gosh, every cabinet <laughs> was loaded. So, but you know what I did is I, I probably, you know, if I had the time, I would have done offer up, but I just called a woman and I said, here, come just sell everything. Oh, nice. Yeah. Just, just, yeah, just have a sale. And everybody walked through and, uh, you know, picked up the curtain rods and, and stuff that I thought, like, you know, she had stuff out. I'm like, well, who would even want that? <laughs> you know, because it was like a broken box that held yeah. keys. And, you know what? People will buy just about They really anything. will, especially if they think they can turn around and sell it for more. Uh, funny about my filing cabinet. So I needed one for my home office, and I found someone selling one that I wanted, but he had two, and he would not sell me one. He would only sell me two. So I sold the other one and basically paid for the one that I kept, which was nice. <laughs> and now you have to tell them about the filing cabinets because they're really unique. They are. I mean, I would have bought one They're awesome. You. Yeah, they're like... Hone filing cabinets, they're really nice and they're, you know, everything I wanted. I got them for super cheap and then, like I said, got to sell it for, for what I got. So you can't beat that. So these apps are really good for saving money, for decluttering, for, yes, avoiding sales tax. Um, buying things that you, maybe it's not worth it for you to buy in the store. Maybe you think, hmm, I actually want to, you know, have some crazy Christmas decorations outside this year. Yeah, you don't really want to pay oh, the however much. Get it from one of your neighbors. Then you could probably find them. Yeah, you can probably find it on OfferUp or Facebook Marketplace. All right, those are some great tips, Allie, and you'll have it all written up for everybody so they can learn more over at Commando.com, sure right? All right, super dupes. Let's go ahead and move on, and let's talk about, if you have a website, how you can run it through these free online tests. And this week, this tip is brought to you by iDrive. All right, I'm going to go through this very quickly, because if you need all these links, they're going to be over at Commando.com. But if any of you have your own website, these are essential tests that you need to do. Like, for example, the Google Search Console. And that's where if maybe it's going to tell you if you're indexing your pages correctly, a re-index. There's Link Checker to make sure that you have all valid links within your website. A mobile-friendly test to make sure that all these devices and phones and tablets can see everything the way that you want it to be depicted on your website. A nibbler is going to give you an SEO rating and a whole bunch more. So 
Whether your website is big or small, make sure you check out this list of free website tests over at commando.com. And be sure to stay right where you are. We have more of your phone calls and later on a security test. Let's see if you can pass it here on the Kim Commando Show. Uh, let's see. Glenda, you're up next. Glad to have you with us. Hi. Thank you, Kim, uh, for accepting my call. Enjoyed listening to your show. Um, I knew that if I ever needed help, you would be the first person that I would reach out to you. And I really need your help now. Okay. Um, my granddaughter, Leanna, died unexpectedly on January the 5th. Sorry. She was a senior uh, design student. Okay, let me... It's okay. You know what? Take your time. Take your time. Okay. It's, you know what? It's hard. It's in, it's raw. And there's no reason why Leanne should not be here right now. Right? Okay. Yeah. All right. So... Okay. okay. She was a senior design student at Texas State okay. in San Marcos. I have her laptop. And I'm unable to log in. Uh, she has an HP Spectra uh, X360 because I don't have her password. So I gave the laptop to a friend of mine. Uh, she, he was an IT professional. And, uh, you know, in the old days, we could use the boot up just right. to bypass the login. And But he said that her laptop was encrypted. And he was unable to help me. So what he did was he gave me back the laptop. Now it no longer boots up to Windows 10. It just brings me up. It powers up to a screen that says troubleshoot or turn off the computer. When I do the troubleshoot, I can get to the BIOS. I can do a lot of things. But I cannot okay. do. I cannot get back to my Windows 10 screen. Okay. Uh, now, and, uh, what what is it that you're hoping to find on the laptop? Well, basically, Leanna, uh, she uh, did a lot of drafting, and she did a lot of her projects okay. on right. her laptop. Okay, so you're and I want to give. That. Yeah, okay. I'm hoping to give her laptop back to her mom, with all of okay. her stuff. All right, I understand. Okay. Let me just talk a little bit about where you're at right now, and then I'm going to see what we can do to find somebody to help you, okay? Okay. Because I don't want anybody else to mess anything up. up. And not that your friend, I know he, he may not have messed anything up, but I want to make sure that we truly get this in the hands of somebody who really knows forensics. Uh, I mean, you know, there are things that you can try, you can try to boot it up with a, a Linux-based USB drive. You can try to do that. Um, you can take the hard drive out and put it in another USB enclosure and put it in another computer and see if that works. But I want to find somebody who's close to you who can pick up this hard drive and I'll figure out who that person is. I will. I'll do this for you, okay? And I want you to want to help ease some of this grief uh, that you and your entire family are feeling right now. It's a very, very difficult time. It is. And if I can help you, Glenda, I will. I, I, I know you. you know that I will. Okay. And I will do anything I can in my power 
And so if anybody's listening right now, and if you live near Hewitt, Texas, maybe you know somebody in the forensics business, I want you to reach out to me directly, and you can do that by going to commando.com. And at the top of the right, there's a link that says email Kim. And I'm going to pray on this, Glenda, okay? Thank you. And then we'll find the right person, and we'll get these drawings. We will. I guarantee you, Glenda, if I can do it, and if we can, it can be done, I'm going to do this for you, okay? So I want you to take this burden off of your shoulder. Promise? Promise. Okay. Promise? Promise. Okay. Take the burden off your shoulder because I'm with you. And I'm not going to let this go until we get it back. All right? Thank you. Okay. We're going to do this. We're going to get this. We're going to get these pictures off for you, Glenda. We will. I assure you, I, I guarantee you, we will do this. Hey, say you're using Amazon, Facebook, Messenger, Instagram, TikTok, or Snapchat. You click a link for an ad or whatever, and it opens up a web page in a browser inside the app. Is that good or bad? Well, let's see if you know the answer. When you click a link in an ad, and that action doesn't open your browser of choice, Chrome, Firefox, or Safari, whatever, you're using an in-app browser. And when you're using an in-app browser, that app, the ones that I mentioned, will capture every single keystroke that you enter. Then they're going to sell that data to the highest bidder. So just remember, when you click a link and it opens in an in-app browser, copy that link and then open your favorite browser choice. So this way, these big tech companies, these apps, don't get more of your data. And don't forget, for more security tips, how-to tips, digital life hacks, and breaking tech news, it's all happening 24-7 at the website. That's komando.com. Hey, thanks for listening to Kim Commando today. So reach over and give me a nice five-star review. Yes, thank you. And thanks for listening.